What's up, everybody? Morning, guys. How's it going? You're right. The D20 is not on. That cannot abide. For shame. How dare. My bad. <laughs> there it goes. It's an integral part of our set. It's, it's why everyone shows up. It's why I show up, yeah. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to another morning of the Nerdy Nightly Morning Show, otherwise known as the Nightly Morning Show. Titles are confusing. <laughs> Thank you all for being here for another edition of us drinking our coffee with Twitch in the mornings. Yeah. Coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm drinking <laughs> coffee. Clarus Dracarus is not a coffee lady, unfortunately. I think she's a heathen, but I love her anyways. Um, wow. Because that's what marriage is, kids. Um, <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. We have so many wonderful people in the chat. Thank you for showing up for the live edition. And thank you so much to everyone who has been downloading and watching uh, the YouTube videos. And especially the podcast feed seems to be blowing up. So all of you listeners at home, thank you so much for downloading. Um, and uh, keep on giving those five-star reviews over at Apple Podcasts. It helps us grow faster than anything else. Yeah. And uh, we really, really, really appreciate it. We're very, very grateful to everyone Tino Stark in the chat is starting us off with that. <laughs> it's too early, rubs eyes, and Tino, I agree. Any time before noon is too early. Yeah, which is why we decided to do a show every day before noon. <laughs> yeah, we nailed it. Um, but yesterday on the Twitch, I had a long eight-hour stream, uh -huh. and I'm still feeling it. I'm tired. We played a lot of video games. Yeah, I was not expecting it to go that long, because I, I hopped in for the last... Like, how long were we doing Among Us? Like, two hours. Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours, yeah. yeah. But it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So much good community time. I want to say a huge thank you to everyone who tuned in, because we got to 300 followers yesterday here on my channel. Mm -hmm. uh, Clarice is over a 1,000, but I try not to compare myself to her, because she's so amazing, and that <laughs> would just lead to depression. But uh, thank you so much, everyone, who was on that stream. Uh, you guys, you really, uh, you were, it was so much fun. I had a great day getting to 300, playing Among Us and mm -hmm. uh, Fall Guys and Phasmophobia with the community. We are going to be doing another Among Us stream this Friday night. Yes, um, Friday. Clarice will be playing on that as well. Yeah. So I hope that you guys tune back in for some more Among Us here at the Nerdy Nightly. Mm -hmm. But we got some news. We do. We and got it's news. it's not good news today. For no. video gamers. Um, no. If you are a fan of Marvel's Avengers, mm -hmm. unfortunately, uh, they have delayed the release of the PlayStation 5 Xbox Series SX updated version of the game to 2021, which means that you can, if you buy the PlayStation 5, you can buy the PlayStation 4 uh, version. If you buy the Xbox Series X or S, you can buy... That's going to get so annoying. I know. Um, the, you can buy the Xbox One version of the game and play those on the next generation consoles. But the optimized versions of those games that are supposed to go live on the PS5 and Xbox Series XX um, will not go live until next year now, despite yeah. the fact that the game has actually already been out for over a month and a half. Yeah. And then there was the beta. Like, it was... It's been a it's been a uh, long process for this game. It it's has, not a yeah. good sign. It's not a good sign that it's been pushed back. Well, and it's it's really interesting too, right? Because the Kate Bishop DLC called um, "Taking Aim," which is a great pun because she's an archer, but Aim is also the bad guy in the game. Mm -hmm. See, see, do you guys see? What, do you see what they yeah, did there? Yeah, we got we. Yeah. Um, that has been delayed. It was originally supposed to be out by the end of the month. Uh, it now looks like that DLC won't come out until November. Mm -hmm. And so with the dropping number of people playing the game, uh, active users of the game are uh, reporting that they are having longer than average wait times, and those wait times keep getting longer yeah. as the game tries to match make you with other players. It does seem like Marvel's Avengers is in trouble, and it's... It's, it's kind of shocking. Yeah, I mean, it's weird, right? Because, like, yeah. I, I made a video about the game uh, back during the beta, and I was I was pretty positive on it. I had a really enjoyable experience playing that game. Mm -hmm. When the full game came out, and I spent about a week doing everything I wanted to do in it, and then realized that it had about a week's worth of things for me to do, now I'm kind of like, no, I, I get it. Like, I beat my week of Avengers, and yeah. now, until a DLC comes out, there's not a lot that would drag me back to it. Yeah. And, like, I feel like since you've already played it, going back and playing the, like, PlayStation 5 optimized version, like, I don't, like, what does that even mean? Why would I go back and do it 
again. Well, I mean, I think that it's going to be a updated visual experience for sure. Yeah. I think that there's going to be um, definitely some loading screen changes, things like that, to enhance the experience for the player. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they are con- they've already put out like three huge patches to the game even just as it is. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely think that they're definitely working on the game and trying to make it better. Yeah. I just wonder if by the time they get all this stuff figured out, there will still be a player base for them to... Um, yeah. For those those patches to enhance the gameplay for. Yeah. I'm it, to no, no. I, I, I totally get that. It doesn't seem like there's a ton of like replayability in the game like you after a week you were kind of like i'm done and so mm-hmm. are are people people who want the game are just gonna get it now play it through and they're not going to worry about it in 2021 like it doesn't seem like it has that kind of pull it doesn't have like um it doesn't have that replayability it doesn't have anything new or yeah i think game changing laser gunner uh laser gunner in the chat says it kind of makes sense the amount of grind kind of killed its replayability i feel like it did good at release but now the train has kind of stopped yeah and i i really i think that that's a lot of it i think that for me what really killed my enjoyment of the 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 grind element was that the enemies are just so similar to each other and it's crazy right because you you think like you have the avengers you could have the most varied, not the most varied, because the Justice League obviously has better villains. That's just, the Justice League has better villains than the Avengers do. Yeah. I don't think that's a very controversial thing to say. But the um, Avengers have a lot of, of variety. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there could be levels where you fight Ultron's minions, who are just all Ultrons. But, you know, there could yeah. be levels that you fight the different factions you could have already introduced hydra i feel like it's a mistake to not have hydra in there i feel like it's Mm -hmm. a mistake to not have introduced a a villain for each character to fight yeah you know they introduced hydra they introduced taskmaster um sorry abomination taskmaster and modok but modok isn't really modok and sorry kind of spoilers for the game but not really um (laughs) it's just it's it's interesting to me that there isn't like a villain for Captain America to go fight, who's like the anti-Captain America. Um, and I think that, you know, the the fan base of the game has clearly waned. Mm-hmm. They're, they're reporting that they are dipping under a thousand active viewers frequently. Yeah. Um, which means that for the players, matchmaking with other people to play the game is very difficult. Totally. And it kind of falls apart. Laser Gunner in the chat says the best DC villain is Condiment... I, I'm, I think his name's Condiment King, Laser Gunner. And... <laughs> Yes, there is a Batman villain who has like a like a hose and like storage system on his back, and he shoots out like ketchup and mustard. Very evil. Yeah, his name's. I'm, I'm pretty sure his name's Con McKing, right? That's like Muddles level evil. Oh, it's, it's a, like a slight inconvenience. It's so funny, and it's one of those like great little pulls in um, the Lego Batman movie mm. where they manage to be like Condiment Condiment King. Oh God. Uh, it's Gillian or Jillian, sorry, I don't know which one, says, nah, it's Polka Dot Man. Here, here's the thing about that. Y'all laugh. Y'all laugh at Polka Dot Man. But just, just you wait. James Gunn and David Dusmalchin are about to make Polka Dot Man the coolest villain in the DC Universe. Mm-hmm. You wait. Gillian, great. Um, you wait until Suicide Squad, or sorry, The Suicide Squad comes out next year. David Dusmalchin is one of our finest actors. He is in every nerd property. He's a he's a true idol to me. I love him. He's so good in everything. And his Condiment King is going to be the coolest character in that movie. He's going to replace Margot Robbie as the queen of the DC Universe. I beg your pardon. He's going to replace... You've gone too far. Margot Robbie. I was with you until you said replace Margot Robbie, and I just, <laughs> I can't handle that. Bet. <laughs> um, no, uh, I'm very excited for David Dustin as Polka Dot Man. That, I can tell. The yeah. Suicide Squad is, like, one of the movies I'm most looking forward to in the world. I just... J- James Gunn, to me, has made some of the most fantastic cinema of the last, like, 20 years. And, God, we got so derailed off the Avengers so quick <laughs> by one comment about a Condiment King character. But I, I will hold to it. I think Polka Dot Man is going to surprise all of us. All right, if you say so. 
The larger conversation I wanted to have about the video games, though, mm-hmm. is we're seeing the dip in the numbers for the Avengers, right? Yes. We're seeing a dip in the numbers for Squadrons. The new Star Wars Squadrons game, you know, I've been playing it, and I cannot get a full game. It's supposed to be 5v5, and I have not played a game lately with 10 players. I literally cannot get into a full game in that game. Right. Um, I'm always playing with 8 or maybe 9 on the occasional game. Mm-hmm. And the, the wait times to get into games on that game have been getting longer every single day, which tells me that pe- fewer people are playing. Yeah. And so my question is, why are these AAA titles, based on these huge properties that everyone loves, having a hard time filling their queues, but Fall Guys is still full every single time I try and load a game? But um, I, I can find 10 people to play Among Us. I can find four people to play Phasmophobia. Mm-hmm. Why are AAA titles not able to fill their queues, but all of these indie games that cost $5 and are social experiences that you can play with your friends on the internet mm-hmm. doing extremely well? Because exactly what you said, they're $5 and they're social experiences you can play with your friends on the internet. You know what? I'm, I don't think that's it. No? No, I don't think that's it. I think that this is going to be the year of 2020. I think this is a 2020 thing. I think what we're seeing is we're seeing we're stuck at home. Yeah. And the games people want to play are the games that they play with their friends. Yeah. More more so than ever before. People and because people Call of Duty you've always been able to play with your friends, right? Yeah. People want games that they can play casually with their friends that are just fun, light entertainment. Like look at Animal Crossing New Horizons earlier this year. Mm-hmm. That game made so much money. Yeah. Because it is a casual, fun, light experience that you play with your friends. Yeah. And isn't super heavy. Now, I know that this theory is kind of killed by how successful Last of Us 2 was, because that is the opposite of fun and light. Yes, but that was such an incredible story. Mm-hmm. Like, people, after the success of Last of Us 1, you know, people were, like, chomping at the bit for that game mm-hmm. because they knew... That Naughty Dogs was going to deliver. And they did. Like, 100% that they did. Um, that game, I think, was was unique in that way. Whereas That's a good point. With, you know, like, the, the new games that have come out, there have been issues with them or controversies mm-hmm. or, with them. And, and that, that does turn people off. And I think definitely that that social aspect plays a huge part of it. We're all stuck at home. We can't hug our friends. Yeah. You know? And, and that's why I think Jackbox has stayed relevant and popular. Um, because yeah. it, it's something that you can just... It, you don't have to think about it. It's easy. You don't really have to spend too much time learning a game. You can just play it. Like, I had no idea what I was doing in Among Us last night, but I just played for fun and... Yeah, you that's know, actually, that's a really good point I didn't think it's about. It's so accessible yeah. in ease and in cost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not everyone can afford however much Avengers was. 60 bucks? Yeah, well, in the States, yeah. Yeah. In Canada, it's 80. Um, exactly. Yeah, it is an interesting, like, you know, it is an interesting conversation. I, I, I think cost is definitely a part of it, mm-hmm. but I think that... I, I think that a lot of people who are gamers and are playing Fall Guys probably also have Avengers. You, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think um, the the gaming community is adverse to buying video games. No, um, I don't think that that's... Uh, but I, I think that they're out, like, in the world, there are probably more people who own... Like, the cheaper games are just more accessible. There's going to be a lot yeah. of people who have both and a lot of crossover, for, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's, that's definitely not what I'm... Um, I'm not disputing that, mm-hmm. but also I think that, um, uh, people are in a sense kind of tired of huge corporation studio type things. And there's a lot of love for indie games. You know, people love to show that support. Um, yeah. And both of my brothers are actually in the chat making really good points about <laughs> the price of indie games and the, the, um, relationship between, um, when you when you buy a video game, you're buying an experience, mm-hmm. but you're not sure what that experience is going to be until you play it. Yeah. So there is a there is a you know, uh, cost, uh, not cost. Uh, there, like a gamble? The, there, there's a gamble. Yeah. On the experience, mm-hmm. and with an indie game, the gamble is so much lower because you've paid less. Right, but the rewards for that can be so much higher. Yeah. 
And, and that's a really good point. Like when you are paying for an indie video game, the chances that it's going to turn out to be a Fall Guys, which is... Or a Subnautica. Or a Subnautica, even. Subnautica is a little bit more expensive, I think, right? Subnautica, I believe, is $30. So even that's half of what a normal game would be. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, or a triple-A title, I should say. Uh, uh, yeah, a triple-A title. We won't say normal game. Um, the, the broken parts in the chat is saying Among Us is on mobile for free. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we even do... Even more accessibility. We do have this sort of um, ecosystem that is leaning towards the popularity of these games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug also says the news about Ichira having a paid battle pass um, really hurt Avengers in the public eye because people are getting tired of the whole battle pass trend. Uh, to be fair, though, the battle pass for... The, the, every hero having a paid battle pass is sort of not true, right? Because the battle passes for the six main heroes came free with the game. Yep. Uh, and so if you buy one battle pass, so if you buy the Kate Bishop battle pass... If you get to the end of her battle pass, you get enough credits in the battle pass to get the next battle pass. So the idea for the game, hmm. for the Avengers battle pass, was that if you buy it once and you play enough, you will get every single battle pass for every character because the battle pass hasn't gives you enough of the... You basically buy, I think you buy like a thousand credits. Yeah. And then you get a thousand credits by the end by level forty of Kate Bishop's battle pass, which would allow you to buy Clint Barton's battle pass without spending any real world money on it. Gotcha. Okay. Which I actually think is a really smart way to do the battle pass, because you know there has to be some paid DLC in these bigger games now. If they're going to keep going forever, that's the nature of them. If you're going to do it, do it in a way that you pay once ten dollars for Kate Bishop's battle pass, you get her DLC for free. Right, mm-hmm. you get all of the story content of Kate Bishop's character in Avengers is completely free. There's no cost. Okay. All of the story content for Clint Barton, story content, game content is free. The battle pass is just co- skins and costumes. Right. If you pay the ten dollars, I think it is, to get Kate Bishop's bat- DLC battle pass, you can get every battle pass after it. So you're really paying ten dollars if you want to for cosmetic stuff. Yeah. But as long as you buy the game, all the content, all the story content is absolutely free. Okay. For every DLC. And it used to be that you had to pay for every DLC. And I think that, you know, you can complain about the Battle Pass all you want, but the story content is free. And the idea that being upset about the Battle Pass costing money when it's not something that you need to enjoy the game in any way, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I don't really understand the argument there because mm-hmm. to me the thing that i want is the dlc that you know i'm i'm about to buy the new pokemon dlc that comes out on friday you know what i mean because i want the story content and i'm i'm happy to pay for story content mm-hmm. if companies want to give me the story content for free and let me choose not to pay for the stuff that i don't really care about the skins you know i don't yeah. that doesn't matter to me all that much i'm not a huge I'll, I'll play whatever you want the characters to look like. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wasn't playing Last of Us 2 going, why can't I make Ellie change her clothes? I don't really care. Yeah, yeah. So for me, like, the way Crystal Dynamics is handling the battle pass for Avengers is actually, like, a little dumb to me because I don't think they're going to make much money off of it because everyone could just buy one battle pass if they want it. Yeah. But I'm going to keep playing Avengers until they stop releasing story content for free Every time, you know, and I'll play it when the DLC comes out because I want to know the story. For sure. But I'm never going to pay for content on that game again. And they're going to keep giving me content. So I don't have any complaints. I'm, I think it's great. Yeah, that's you know? fair. And that's just a weird, it's a, it's a weird system, but that's mm-hmm. the one that they're going with. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Laser Gunner just made an interesting point that India developers often add more content um, to their games. Yeah. And I, I think that that's not just true of indie developers. I think that everyone adds more content to their games now. You know what I mean? There's there's a... Whether it's paid for or not, yeah. DLC is the way of gaming right now. Yeah. Look at Ghost of Tsushima getting a co-op mode. Well, you know? and, and here's the thing. Is it's smart for the developers of the game because if the game is a huge flop, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't put in that extra time, money, and resources to... Um, like, you didn't, you didn't waste them or sink them into the game without any return. If you put out the game as it is and people love it, then you can give, uh, keep giving people more, mm-hmm. you know? But if you, if, if you 
delay release or it takes too long to come out or it's buggy or whatever because you tried to like squeeze everything in right away yeah uh, people you know people are not gonna like that but if you keep giving them things here or there and listening to your audience and giving them what they want um uh like sorry who said that um laser gunner i think said that yeah um then people are going to appreciate being heard yeah, I do think that Avengers kind of got a bad rap in a way that I found very unfortunate because there was a lot of people complaining about the quality of the beta. Um, and yeah. there was a lot of people being like, well, if match... Even we did. No, I my video about the beta was very much like, these are the things that I liked about it and yeah. these are the things that I want them to change for the game. Yeah, I just mean like there were things we were critical of. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But we're critical from the perspective of... I am hoping that this is not in the game. Yeah. But but keeping in mind that the beta isn't the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas there were people who month, a month after the game release said, well, the matchmaking didn't work in the beta, so I never played the game. Right. And I'm like, no, the matchmaking didn't work in the beta because it's a beta. Yeah. Like, that's that's the purpose of the beta. Yeah. And to, to judge the actual game experience by your experience in the beta to me is unfair to the developers yeah especially in an online game where the beta for them is to figure out how matchmaking works yeah they can't do that in a lab right they can't yeah. do that at their studios the whole point of the beta is for the matchmaking not to work yeah. you know it's the same with Baldur's Gate 3 I think that anyone who looks at the fact that matchmaking doesn't work in Baldur's Gate 3 early access and don't play Baldur's Gate 3 because of We're that. Not, yeah, yeah. Um, no, the reason they're doing the early access is so that they can figure out how to make their co-op work. Yeah. And I think that some people... I think that Avengers got this kind of unfair stigma attached to it. Yeah. Because certain things didn't work in the beta that absolutely work in the actual game. Yeah. Like, matchmaking... The problem with their matchmaking is that there aren't enough people playing the game. Mm -hmm. The problem isn't that the matchmaking doesn't work. It works. It yeah. works really well, in my experience. Every time I tried to matchmake with any of my friends or with mm -hmm. strangers, I never had a problem in the actual game. Mm -hmm. But online, I still see people talking about the fact that it didn't work in the beta. Yeah. And I just think that that's really unfair. And I think that it's really unfortunate that our... That our like current marketplace of online conversation mm -hmm. about video games needs everything to be perfect even when it's in early access even yeah. when it's in beta even when it's all of these things when we should be giving developers the benefit of the doubt in these moments yeah and really you know that's why my video about the beta was so positive was because i was like this is a beta that I really enjoyed playing. Like, yeah. it worked. I've opened betas, literally opened betas on my computer that have straight up not played. <laughs> like, I've tried to get into a game, can't. Tried to get into the campaign, can't. The Avengers beta had a few bugs. Yeah, but it was playable. <laughs> but it was playable. You know what I mean? I did, I got through all of the content. Yeah. Um. Yeah, um, uh, Echo made a, or sorry, Doug made a good point um, that the beta is mainly a stress test, mm -hmm. and uh, Ickle Boy says that people often get beta and demo confused. And I think that that's... That's a really good point. That, yeah, that's a great point, is that it, it is beta, and people going into it need to understand what that means. Yeah, there, there, there isn't really much demo anymore. Like, you don't yeah. get... The, uh, demos come out with the game... Demos are when you walk into EB Games and yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't sh we don't do this because COVID anymore, but there's the controller and you can... <laughs> oh yeah, those are all like shut down probably or no like wrapped up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, No one's touching that. <laughs> um, McKinley Ween says, I think I always look for a cost enjoyment. If uh, And for the dollar spent, if I get the same amount of gameplay from an indie that a triple A, totally. I will look back more favorable. Favor <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's it. You know, I think that you really it really boils down to where people are spending their money. Yeah. And right now, it seems like people are spending their money on smaller indie games, which and, honestly makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, it makes me happy too. Uh, except that there are certain experiences that I you can only get from a AAA title. Yep. Um, like an experience like. The Last of Us 2, I think, can only happen at a AAA level. Yep. That quality of um, acting and voice work and uh, the, the moving forward of the technology of video games, mm 
Um, I've never seen graphics look like that game before. Yeah. Um, My thing, though, is that if if everything was AAA titles, they're... Um, I think having those indie games that are really popular and that people love actually pushes AAA games to be better, to listen to their audiences more, mm -hmm. and to just put out, in general, a better product. Because, it, you know, if, if they had less competition, it, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, they all kind of just agree that this is what they're going to do. But to have those mm -hmm. outside stressors, I think, is actually really beneficial for us, the consumer, because it makes everybody push themselves harder because there's a huge market that they need to fight for your attention in. Yeah, I, I, I think, I, you know, I think I'm, I'm, I'm being more of a doomsayer about AAA games than I necessarily should be because Last of Us yeah, 2 was a success. Yeah. Assassin's, or um, um, Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima, Assassin's Creed. I almost called it Assassin's Creed Japan. Um, Assassin's <laughs> Creed Feudal Japan uh, was a success. I think that Cyberpunk 2077 is going to do really well and mm. steal about a month of my life. Assassin's Creed Valhalla has a lot of hype, so I think it's going to do very well. There are AAA titles that are doing very well. I just find mm -hmm. it interesting that all of the AAA titles that are doing well are single-player story-driven games, mm -hmm. and it's the social online um, games as services, like the Avengers that are maybe struggling. Yeah. We have a Fantaxia in the chat. <laughs> Y'all, I just want to uh, call out Fantaxia, not just because she's a fantastic streamer, she truly is, and if someone, uh, one of our mods could give her a shout out, that'd be great, but also because she's going to be on the couch tomorrow with us. We're going to have to figure out how it's going to work because we still it's only have couch. the one camera. <laughs> but um, Fantaxia is joining us for the show tomorrow morning to have a conversation about Vidya Games. Yeah. About... Her amazing charity stream that she had uh, a little bit ago. Yeah. Um, and also becoming a full-time streamer. Yes. And what, what it is like to be a full-time streamer. <laughs> uh, the Hero of Wind asks, do you consider Nintendo games in this discussion of AAA? It often seems like Nintendo is put in its own genre. I absolutely consider them AAA. Yeah. I mean, Pokemon? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, you... Yeah. Hands down. I... What, what? Nintendo, I, I think of as its own genre, not in terms of quality, mm -hmm. but because nin like Nintendo puts out very specific games. Like yeah. there's so many times where I feel like I could look at a game and be like, "That's Nintendo." Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like they have their thing and they do it well. Well, especially since Nintendo hasn't branched out of its like main lines much lately. Like yeah. you know the big games lately. Oh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, easily AAA. I think Luigi's Mansion 3 was easily a AAA game. Mm -hmm. um, what else have they... Uh, Animal Crossing, even in the conversation we've been having this morning, yeah. Animal Crossing New Horizons is a AAA game. You know, it's it's closer to, I think, the social experience that like a Fall Guys Among Us gives, mm -hmm. but it is absolutely a AAA title. Yeah. With, and, and to me, AAA to me isn't like a quality level. It's a support level on the back end, mm -hmm. and so I how think how much money? Yeah, and how 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 strong are the servers going to be? Because the company just knows how to run its servers. Yeah, you know, a, a game like Fall Guys isn't AAA to me, not because the quality of the game isn't great. The fall, the quality of Fall Guys is great. Yeah, but their servers are a mess because they literally can't handle the the size of their own game. Yeah, their success was too big for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. The reason, honestly, and I want to throw this in quickly, the reason I think that the Avengers game is kind of in trouble mm -hmm. with how they're doing things is because there's so many other games that are coming out mm -hmm. end of 2020 and beginning of 2021 because everything got pushed back. Like, they're just going to get lost. You know, no one's going to have the time to go back and play the slightly better version of Avengers. They're going to want the new games. Well, and that's why I think the, 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 the pushback of the PS5 Xbox Series XS version of the game mm -hmm. is such a blow to the game. Yeah. Because if you could come out and compete with the new console launch, that would be huge. The problem is they're not going to. And by the time that PS5 version of Avengers comes out, we're going to have Cyberpunk, Valhalla, all of yeah. these huge titles that are so hyped up. I mean, just the, the hype for Cyberpunk for me right now is mm -hmm. next level. I thought Valhalla was going to be the number one game for me going yeah, into no. the next generation. <laughs> You're like Cyberpunk. And everything I see from Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> is just like, I'm so 
utterly blown away by the videos of that game mm -hmm. and i just i want it so bad <laughs> we're gonna get it's fine doug the riolo in the chat it. says my roommate took all of his vacation for the year just to play cyberpunk <laughs> wow true mad lab a, right there a human after my own heart there doug yeah that sounds incredible yeah that's how it's, that's how you do things. Uh, we talked about having Fanta on the show tomorrow. Yeah. And the other news that we want to talk about that we are going to go in deep tomorrow with Fanta, hopefully if Fanta's interested, is that our child, the child, <laughs> our child, our child, um, is going to be appearing tonight on Monday Night Football. Uh, if you watch Monday Night Football tonight in the United States or around the world, Monday mm -hmm. Night Football's everywhere at this point, um, you can see the season trailer i think they're calling it yeah for the mandalorian the latest look at the second season of the disney plus series that is premiering on october 28th mm -hmm. clarus dracarus <laughs> no it's premiering on the 30th yeah um uh, it, the friday yeah, yeah yeah um what do you want to see in this trailer tonight um baby yoda <laughs> <laughs> the main character. I would yeah. like to see the main character of the series in well, the trailer. Is he the main character? I think man. I feel. I think Mando's the main character. It's cute that you think that, but Baby Yoda is. Well, but the main Baby Yoda's making all the money. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I just want to see Baby Yoda. Bob Iger has a third yacht because of Baby Yoda's money. Wow. Same. <laughs> same. 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 I just have a keychain because of Baby Yoda and this pillow and other things. Um. Yeah, Fanta. So just just so you're aware, Fanta, we are going to be watching the trailer That's live on the show tomorrow. Particip <gasps> it's Gillian. Thank you for that follow. <laughs> it's rain. It's rain. Um, <laughs> we are uh, going to be watching the trailer tonight. I, I'm with Rian and Kate's in the chat who is yelling, Yas Ahsoka. Yeah, and Gillian said that they want to see Ahsoka in the trailer. Uh, yeah, I, I, Gillian, me too. I want to see Ahsoka so bad. I want them, here's the thing. Disney has officially said that she's in the series. Show us what she looks like. Yeah, we want to know. This is our first chance. I mean, look at my emotes in my Twitch channel. Yeah. She's my favorite Star Wars character. Yeah. I love her so, 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 so much. Give the people what they want. You know, because I, I think what the, the first season of the show really had to hide the baby odes, right? They, mm -hmm. they wanted to keep all of the secrets because they wanted Mandalorian to be, um, they wanted the Mandalorian to be this huge surprise show for everyone. Yeah. And it was, and it was the biggest streaming show in the world. Mm -hmm. It's season two now. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be such a surprise. No, people know what they're getting into. I don't want the spoilers. I don't want to know any plot stuff. I don't want to know anything, but like. Show us Ahsoka. If Sabine Rend is in the series, show us Sabine, you know? Yeah. Give us, like, like a half a second glance so we can be like... Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, let me cry. I want to cry. We, I am going to watch the trailer tonight with Monday Night Football. I'm not going to wait till the show tomorrow. Yeah, we will watch it on the show tomorrow in case you guys don't end up seeing it, but we can't wait that long. We're going to try and have a camera set up so that if it starts, we can record our reactions and we'll post that on the YouTube channel. Oh, are we? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but um, we are going to um, watch it on the show tomorrow with Fanta. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be very fun. Uh, and I'm just so excited. I, I think The Mandalorian for me is just like what I want Star Wars to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 100%. It's that like kind of... Uh, gritty, mm -hmm. um, what, what, what I used to describe it? It's got, like, that element of, like, badassery, you know, and <laughs> cuteness, and, like, some awesome, like, female characters. Yeah. Um. I want to see the armorer back. Yeah, I want the armorer back. We're, I, we both, we're both huge armorer fans. She's yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah, I want more of that. It just, it's one of those shows that kind of has everything that I want. It's in a universe that I love. It has characters that I, even if I don't know them as well, I kind of have a, a pre-existing understanding of them. Um, you know, it's, I don't know what more I could ask for from the show, honestly. I, like, when we watched it together, I was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah, I think for me, one of the things... 
Because I'm I'm on the record as being a big lover of the sequels. You know, the Star Wars sequels are movies that I really enjoy. Um, the prequels are movies that I really enjoy. Like, I enjoy all of... There isn't a Star Wars movie yet that I can't sit down and watch. The toughest for me is Attack of the Clones. There, that movie is very long. Um, but even that, the Obi-Wan stuff is so good that I'm, I'm in. Yeah. What all of the prequels and sequels have been missing to me is the the gritty lived in feeling of the original trilogy. Yeah. The sort of like, it's, it's science fiction, but it's grimy and the ships aren't clean. And you know, the sequels were very, very clean. They're so polished. Yeah. Produced, polished. And that was one of my honestly biggest complaints about them. They did not feel like Star Wars to me. And so the Mandalorian has that. It's a beautifully shot. It's so well made. Everything in it is pristinely created but it feels like people actually live there. It feels, you know, when they go yeah. back to Tatooine, you know, the Mos Eisley Cantina is a place that feels like people go for a drink in yeah, in a 100%. real world. It feels used and and like it has history. Mm-hmm. And like the only places in the sequel trilogy that really did that for me were like Takadana, uh, where Maz Kanata's uh, castle was. Yep. So, so there, there was some of that, but there wasn't a lot of that. Yeah. Um... It was usually very pristine, clean shots. And that's J.J. Abrams' style, and I would never take it away from him because yeah. I love his movies, and I'm not complaining. Um, I think he's a brilliant filmmaker. But Mandalorian really felt original trilogy to me in a way that I yeah. was shocked by, honestly. Yeah, that was one of the things that I loved from it right away. Because here's the thing. It had the money behind it, and it didn't feel like cheap in any way, but it wasn't that clean, polished, overproduced feel at all. Mm-hmm. It was so real, so gritty. Um, and yeah, like you said, like that's kind of what Star Wars is to me. Mm-hmm. When I think of like clean and polished, I think of Star Trek. Yeah. You know, they're very different universes. And um, yeah, I like those um, sequels. I wanted, like, I, I was missing that Star Wars feel. It had the characters, it had the, the things in it. But um, that's, yeah, that's definitely one of the biggest factors for me for The Mandalorian. Um, I think that they nail, they nail that aspect. Yeah. Um, we're very excited to keep talking about The Mandalorian tomorrow with Fantaxia mm-hmm. on the show. Tune back in. She's going to be on the couch, y'all. We have so much cleaning to do. We need to make sure this <laughs> Shh, place is spick and span for when she gets here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like... <laughs> Cinderella scrubbing the floors tonight. You know what I mean? Just like... Good. I'm not mad about it. Um, (laughs) uh, On the show on Friday, y'all, we talked about uh, the trailer for Love and Monsters, Mm -hmm. the new movie that was on VOD this weekend. Um, We sat down and we watched that on Friday night. We did. We We watched a new movie. (laughs) We went to rent it. Uh, and we realized that if you rented it, it was going to be $19.99, but you could buy it for $24.99. Yeah. So we bought it. So now we own the movie. Yeah. Thankfully, I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was fun. It was not exactly what I was expecting, mm-hmm. especially with like the ending, that last like third of the movie, I would say. Yeah. We're not but going to spoil anything no. here, uh, because we, our recommendation is that if you're looking for a new movie to watch, uh, Love and Monsters is a good one. Yeah, it's pretty good. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a really interesting idea of this post-apocalyptic world mm-hmm. um, that I found very interesting. And it's not it's, it's not one of those, hey, cheers, Dagon. For the Empire, Dagon. Um, it's not really, like, predictable in the sense that I no. thought that it was when I was watching it, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, the lead guy, uh, whose name is escaping me right now, even though I've seen him in many movies, that's embarrassing, um, <laughs> he, uh, oh my god, I'm just gonna pull it up, because I can't not, I can't talk about him without. Uh, what else has he been in? He was the lead in the Maze Runner movies. Oh, I never watched those. Um, which... I was gonna read those books, and then I never did. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, Miller- Dylan O'Brien. Dylan O'Brien did an excellent job in the movie. Yeah. Um, 
he he's 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 really really solid. He's grown a lot as an actor from the Maze Runner movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a couple of emotional scenes in the film that are remarkable to yeah. me. Yeah, he, he really really took the, the 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 emotional beats very seriously. And there's one moment in particular that I it it really stuck with me even after the movie was over. Mm-hmm. Um, and he carries that film. I don't think that. I don't think that if you... I don't think it's a role that anyone could have done, you know? It was yeah. something that, like, you have to have a certain caliber of actor, and mm-hmm. he really... He stepped up to the plate, and he, he hit a home run to me. He's Because yeah. there's a lot of the film that's just him alone in the wilderness with a dog, and the dog carries those scenes more than he does because it's a dog. It's a dog. You but, can't... You cannot escape that. But I, I, I really... He, he, he held the movie together from beat to beat in a way that I was really impressed with. Yeah. Um, I know Miller in the chat, the Hero of Wind, asked Was if, asking about the female character and if they actually ended up doing much. I would say, yeah. I, I yes. think the twist, the twist that, the, the, there's a twist with that character that I didn't expect. Um, and it turned out that they were a very interesting um, very active character in their community that wasn't the main community in the movie. Yeah. But in their community, like, they were, you know, I, I really actually appreciated the way that they handled that. Me too. Um, it was it was surprising. Mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised in that way. Um, we can't really say too much without spoiling because, yeah. you know, we... And, and we don't want to do that. That's not what we... That's not the kind of show that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just want to say I was pleasantly surprised... Um, we're and talking about I the. Would recommend it. We're talking about the character played by Jessica Henwick. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Jessica Henwick from Iron Fist, if mm-hmm. you have uh, seen that, uh, she plays the, um, the female character that Dylan O'Brien's character is trying to get to because he's in love with her. Uh, and so sometimes those characters can be underwritten because they're just like a goal, and making a woman just a goal is kind they're of that maiden in a tower and yeah. nothing else. Yeah. Um, and she wasn't just a maiden in a tower. No. Um, uh, and in a lot of ways, actually, that I really appreciated. Uh, yeah. We also had some great... Michael Rooker was in the film um, as a survivalist living on the that land. Was fun. Uh, and he was accompanied by a little girl um, played by newcomer to me, Ariana Greenblatt. Yeah, I've never seen her before. Uh, but playing she... the character of Minnow. Minnow, and she crushed it. She was, she was so, so good. good. Y'all, if you like movies with like an eight-year-old girl kicking ass... This is it. This is it. She was so funny. Yeah, I know. And to have a to have a girl her age just have so much confidence. Yep. And like comedic confidence. Mm-hmm. To just be so she was so engaged in every scene she was in. Yeah. She was so so like um connected, especially with that dog. Yeah. Like the Minnow and the dog together is the movie I actually want. Yeah, truly. Um, and, you know, they do, like every single film that comes out these days, they have a very light tease of a sequel. And I would love to see that sequel having seen this movie now. Like, the yeah. world they built is really interesting. I would watch it. The way that they handle the monsters made them more interesting than other films like this do. Yeah. The the, the monsters aren't, like, the evil force. They're just animals. And if you, uh, you know, the, the movie sets up this, like, if you understand what the different monsters, how they live, Mm -hmm. you can get around them. You can, you know, you can kind of interact with this world in a smart way rather than a brute force way. And, you know, there was definitely some thematic things about our real world. Uh, There were definitely some like, hey, maybe pay attention to the environment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Maybe we're all going to blow each other up. So let's not Mm -hmm. do that. Um, uh-huh. but, uh, it, it was handled in a, it wasn't, you know, beating the audience over the head with it. It was handled no. in a smart, yeah, yeah, smart way that, that was <laughs> honestly just really entertaining. I like this yeah. movie a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a nice, like make some popcorn, pop down on the couch and just like have yeah. a chill evening. Cause it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't difficult to watch. You're not mm-hmm. gonna like... Sob your eyes out. You're not going to leave feeling like the world is terrible. You know, you know, it, it's definitely more of a feel-good movie, um, which is kind of interesting because of the concept. But yeah, I uh, yeah, I definitely recommend if you're looking for something new to watch, 
you know, give it a shot. It's only five extra dollars to own it as opposed to rent it. So. And with the way the VOD works these days, if you're really, if you want to watch it and you don't want to pay full price, you will be able to rent it in a few weeks for probably five bucks. I think it's worth more than that. I think that this is this is a kind of movie that I wish I'd seen in theaters. Yeah, the CGI also was quite good. Yeah, and also just because it's funny, um, and because it's like I like going to see funny action movies with an audience because mm -hmm. they're just the social experience of them is always really nice. And this would have been this is the kind of movie that like I would have gone to see opening night on Forty Second Street in New York with like a rowdy audience. Of people who are willing to like yell some jokes at the screen you know yeah and you know this rocky is the horror. kind of film that not full-on rocky horror, no i know <laughs> but this is the kind of film that um that would have been really great uh with a full crowd because yeah. i think that you know the awe is at some of the moments with minnow and the dog and and some of the the action scenes i will say this about the action scenes there's not a lot of them mm -hmm. they really do not show you many monsters and because of that, every time they do, they really effective. Yes. By, by keeping it back a little bit and not just constantly throwing them at the screen, when the scary ones show up, it is actual... You're like sitting there like, oh my God, what is going to happen? You're sweating. Like... Yeah. It, it was very effective. Yeah. And part of that is a budget thing, but part of it also goes back to like why Jaws works. Yep. Because you don't see the shark for so long, but or he's like there the or she's there. the first Alien movie. Or the first Alien movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think that some of these movies need to hold back a little bit on the scares at the yeah. beginning and just let the tension build because the tension by the time that first monster you see it and it's like messed up and you're yeah, like, like I it's it's a genuinely horrifying moment yeah not not in a way that is inappropriate for like teenagers I think that this is like a like uh, 11 12 up kind of movie yeah but um I just really like credit to the filmmakers for pulling that off yeah, um, and making the tension go through the whole movie in a really, really wonderful way. Yeah. I, I, I hate like being given too much, especially in like the trailer, mm -hmm. you know, if the trailer gives away too much or if like at the beginning of the movie, it kind of just says it all and then you're just watching it all play out. That can be kind of disappointing or boring, but yeah, I think it was very effective how they decided to structure this movie. Yeah, there, there was a moment watching the trailer, because there's one monster kill in the trailer that I was like, oh, that's going to be like the big climactic thing. Yeah. And it wasn't at all. Yeah. In fact, they hide the, the... There is not one shot from the last 40 minutes of the movie in the trailer. Yeah, I don't no, think so. No, 30 minutes of the movie in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That about probably right. about thirty minutes. The the entire third act of this film is completely not in the trailer, and I'm so grateful to that because the third act of this movie was surprising and fun and totally unexpected to mm -hmm. me. Um, the trailer did a really good job of not showing anything of value really even like the good jokes aren't in the trailer which is always yeah. surprising for a film like this. No, it was great. I think they like honestly. I think they nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, they really did. It's it's really worth it. I think that you should definitely go out and watch it. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, I wish I could have seen it in a theater. Yeah. Have I have I told my my like Forty Second Street story on the no. show? No, I, I don't I don't think so. Um. Th this this is slight spoilers for the movie Straight Out of Compton, but the spoilers are for something that happened in real life. So I don't know if it's really spoilers. Um. Um, it's not really, it's not funny what I'm about to say, so I shouldn't be laughing. I was, so I was watching Straight Out of Compton on opening night on 42nd Street in New York, mm -hmm. which is a theater that is traditionally very rowdy on opening nights. You get uh, the kind of audiences who are willing to like scream at the screen. Mm -hmm. It's a very good time. Uh, and Straight Out of Compton was a very rowdy film, but near the end of the film, um, as is true in real life, the rapper Easy e unfortunately passed away in the 90s from AIDS. Um, he was one of like the first high profile straight people to get AIDS. And um, there's a scene where he and uh, the Ice Cube's, the, the character of Ice Cube, played by the real life Ice Cube's real life son, um, which is wild, playing your dad in a movie, are yeah. having a conversation where Easy es like, I'm not gay, 
because at the time everyone thought, you know, in, in the, at that time in the 90s, everyone thought that you could only get yeah. Ice Cube, or you could only get Ice Cube, you could only get AIDS if you were gay. Yeah. Um, and so Easy es making this, like, incredibly acted scene, this plea to Ice Cube's character to believe that he's straight, because, you know, he didn't want to lose that reputation in the community. Yeah. And it's a really sweet, really well done scene, but in the theater... A guy at the front of this of the house and a guy at the back of the house started having this argument about whether or not Easy E was gay in real life, um, and they were saying some words that I'm not going to repeat because they're very inappropriate. But in the middle of the movie, near the end of the movie, but you know what I mean. In the middle of the movie, these two guys got up, <laughs> walked down to like the aisleway in the middle, met up in the middle of the theater, and had a full-on fist fight <laughs> in the middle of the film. And we're just going at it. And nobody, nobody like went to get anyone. Like everyone just was like cheering them on. Oh my it God. The most... What? <laughs> and it's like 20, this movie came out like 2016 or something. So like Easy has been dead for over 20 years. Yeah. Like guys, And these come two on. guys are duking it out. In the middle of a movie theater over it. Wow. It was one of the most insane experiences I've ever seen in my entire life. And people are just like throwing popcorn at them <laughs> and like, oh yeah, um, it was Just Dan wants to know who won. No one won. <laughs> we all lost. Humanity lost that day yeah. is the true answer. <laughs> oh my goodness. McKinley, we do not do the karaoke's during the show. I'm so sorry. I will blow the mic out and those poor audio listeners. But um, I'll redeem yeah. your points so you can get a karaoke later. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was honestly, it's just one of those one of those movie moments that I will never I, I'll, I'll just never forget. Yeah, that's wild. Um, Miller wants to know what we think about Free Guy or um, whatever the English title is for the new movie with Ryan Reynolds. It is called Free Guy. Have yeah. you seen the trailer for it? I Ooh, have not. Since we for the Empire, thank you for that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Rebel Trooper says, "Did anyone make the Mortal Kombat narrator voice and say round one fight?" I wish that would have made my you life. Done that. I should have done that. <laughs> I was too busy being in the corner, being like, "What is You're happening?" Like, well, because, you know, it's New York. Like, when, when, when a fight like that... Miller, we'll get your question one second. But it's New York, and when a fight like that breaks out, like, there's a part of you that's like, I really hope no one has a weapon. Like, your first, your first thought is always like, mm-hmm. I really hope no one has a weapon. Uh-huh. And then once they started throwing fists, I was like, okay, no one has a weapon. Are we going to stop this? No one else is going to stop this. Wild. It's one of those things where you're like you're frozen to your seat because you're like, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I'm just not gonna do anything. <laughs> I had to break up fights in my restaurant because I was the only one who would actually do anything about it. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Um, um, so okay, going to Free Guy. Free Guy. For those of you who don't know, Free Guy is a char- is a movie about a character played by Ryan Reynolds who is an NPC in a video game, uh, in like um like uh, a battle royale style video game where he lives in the city that people drop into and fight in. And so everything's constantly blowing up and every day is the same for the NPCs. Um, and the, um, so he realizes that he's in a video game, but because he's an NPC, he can't die. So he starts to join the fight and kind of takes over the fight. That, this is what I get from the trailers. So it's this comedy about an NPC becoming, like, the king of the Battle Royale arena, I think. I have never heard of this. That's wild. Because the trailer... There's been multiple trailers. I've never heard of it. I've never seen an ad for it. They like... just put out a new ad for it recently, saying that they are definitely coming out in theaters in December. Um, so Ryan Reynolds and the Free Guy team are staking their claim. They're going to put that movie out in theaters this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll show her the trailer after the show. I don't think we have time to do the trailer on screen now. Um, or actually we do. We have six minutes. Should, should we should we close out this stream by adding by watching the Fall Guys trailer? Free Guys. Free Guy? Fall Guys. You know what I meant. I mean, yeah, I cannot believe I didn't know that this was a movie. That sounds, that sounds incredible. I think I can make also, this Also, Mac, I, I don't use Adblock. Oh, I'll be right back. That's, that's... That's why I'm so confused. I see ads, but they're never relevant to me. I'm like, I, this is, why am I seeing this? 
I feel like YouTube and Facebook are missing out on opportunities. I also keep, ever since we got an Oculus, all the ads I see on Facebook are for Oculus. I'm like, this is kind of wasted ad space. <laughs> I know, I feel like I'm the only one who doesn't ad block. Honestly, I should, um, I should work on that. <laughs> all right, I think I've got this set up. Sorry about that. Um, I don't use an ad block because I watch a lot of YouTube and I, I'm, we need to get our YouTube premium moved to the Nerdy Nightly account. Oh, I thought we did that. No, we didn't. Um, uh, but I, 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 for me, like, I want to support the things. Adblock is tough for me because if I use Adblock, then I'm not supporting people. You know what I mean? Yeah, we want to make sure that, like, if it's, like, a small YouTuber that we really enjoy their content, that they're... As a content creator, <laughs> I feel really weird about not supporting other people's content yeah. with my dollars. Yeah. Um, and that's tough. But uh, is this going to work? Is this going to just set up? Should pop up in a second. No. Click it. See what it's capturing. Good point. Good point. Oh, that's the wrong thing. That's why. There it is. There it is. All right. Y'all, let's watch the Free Guy trailer very quickly to get to the end of the show today. Good morning, Goldie. My name is Guy, and I live in Free City. I have everything I need. Yes, Except one thing. Hey! Excuse me! Hey! Hey, bud, you ever think that there's gotta be more? More than what? The stuff we do day after day. Literally not once. Today's gonna be different, Goldie. What are we looking at? Who are you? We ran into each other the other day. How did you find me? I waited outside by the murder train. Guy, I have to tell you something. There is no easy way to say this. This world, it's a video game. I really want to kiss you. Is that weird? Listen to me. You're not real. <laughs> Wait, you let who kiss you? Guy. There's not a button for that. Oh, he found the button. <laughs> real doesn't that mean that nothing you do matters i am sitting here with my best friend trying to help him get through a tough time now if that's not real i don't know what is that's really? a i know this world those are two good looking game, men but this place these people that's i would watch I them have. make out all <laughs> thanks guy who is this guy? This character in the video game Free City has been turning heads by being the good guy. Woo! Who is Blue Shirt Guy? You're absolutely right. Who is he or she indeed? This loser is ruining the game, man! I don't care if he's Arnold freaking Schwarzenbader. Terminate him. <laughs> We're doing great! <laughs> <laughs> The game is gonna shut down. You, this whole city, they'll be gone. What if we can save it? Was that cool? It felt really cool. We can change our world, but we have to fight together. I don't even know what's happening right now. We're gonna let it. This is the first time I've ever driven a car before. I really wish you'd mention that. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> we love you, Blue Shirt Guy! Thank you! Watch out for the... They seem nice. <laughs> so that is Free Guy coming... Uh, it's set, they, they're, they're holding that they're coming in December. They're saying, no, no matter what, our movie comes out December this year in theaters. Um, I think that's a bold thing for them to say. I think we're going. We're, oh, we're definitely going. That movie, <laughs> that movie looks That movie looks incredible. amazing. Um, I'm, I, I think that it's so smart. Ryan Reynolds lately has been making such incredible career decisions with yeah. the films that he's doing. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I think that they are really, yeah, it's just brilliant. The writing, the writing, the, the first trailer for that came out at the end of last year, December, 2019. Uh -huh. Um, and so I've been waiting almost a year for this movie. I've been so hyped. I can't believe I've never heard about it. I'm shocked. <laughs> like, uh, I'm shocked we haven't talked about it between the podcast and... Like, yeah. we talk about nerdy stuff literally every day. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. That was so good. 
Um, Jodie Comer plays the developer, and I think the love interest. She's a fantastic actress. If you haven't seen Killing Eve, I haven't seen Killing Eve, but everyone okay. says that's like one that we need to watch. Yeah, that's what I've heard. We'll add it to the list. That y'all, that is Free Guy. That is definitely one that I would be willing to brave going to the theaters for that one. Uh, I want to see that in theaters because it looks remarkable. Absolutely. Um, we just go at like not peak hours. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Hopefully, theaters are open for that. We'll see. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's only October now, and I think, like, just judging by how Ontario has responded, mm-hmm. hopefully by December, things are better. Um, friends, as much as we would like to stay on, it is that time, time for us to get off, so we have some people we need to thank. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are a member of our Patreon, thank, thank you, you make this possible. Um, our patrons are the best. We had our first patron watch along of a movie. We watched Solo on Saturday night. Yeah. Oh my God. That um, was so fun. Dagon was there. It was a very fun night. Uh, yeah. I think Dark Dispatch was also there. Yes. Um, and so we had a really, we had a wonderful e- evening with our patrons. Um, you can support us over there at patreon.tv, no, at patreon.com slash nerdy nightly. Uh, <laughs> if you want to see more of us today, Claris will be online today. Yep. I'm streaming, uh... I was going to stream at 3 p.m. Eastern today, but I might actually start a little bit early, so... Yeah, we had plans that um, changed. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) No, we're good. good. She knows what she did. (laughs) Um. Yeah, probably like two, uh, between two and three Eastern time, I'll be streaming today. Um, I I gotta, gotta get back to Subnautica. I left it at a cliffhanger, and I need to know what's next. Um, uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow and every morning this week at 10 a.m. Eastern for more editions of the Nightly Morning Show. Tomorrow, we'll be joined by Fantaxia, the wonderful streamer, as well as, uh, uh talking about that Mando trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very excited for that. And, uh, yeah, well, check out our YouTube. That we that might come out on the YouTube tonight, our reaction to that, provided we can get the camera, yes. um, on at the right time. Uh, we also have some lights coming in, hopefully, from Amazon today. So we will have a better lighting setup for the morning show tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, because we want we want Fanta to be well lit. She's you know she's got such she a glowing it. personality. <laughs> she deserves to be glowing literally as well. Um, this episode will be up later today. If you miss anything on the YouTube and on the podcast feed, for everyone who has been downloading the podcast, thank you so much. Um, and if you would like to follow us across social media, I'm at Nerdy Nightly. I'm over at Clara Strakaris. And we are going to say. What we always say, do something nerdy tonight. Bye-bye.